here treats each other like they're family. It's not like we're co-workers. It extends way past that. Welcome everyone to the Driving Vision Podcast brought to you by the Ziegler Auto Group. And here with me, Auto Group Director of Talent Development, Mike Van Ryan. Welcome, Mike. Hey, thanks, Sam. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, like it if you do, and leave a comment. How are you driving vision today is the question that starts each episode of this podcast. This week, I'm proud to share a unique and a first ever interview on the podcast, an interview with the office team from one of our Ziegler stores. This interview is unique because it almost wasn't. This particular store won a factory award, a high honor for this elite manufacturer, but more on that in an upcoming episode. I showed up at the store last week expecting a traditional interview with the store general manager and his executive leadership team. Well, I was in for a surprise. That GM asked we not interview him, but rather those in the store primarily responsible for the achievement. We sat down with sales and service, the office, F&I, and others. The interview you're about to hear was an absolute blast to record. Who was the GM, you ask? Well, in honor of his request, I'm withholding that until we release the award episode in the coming weeks. But you'll probably be able to guess once you hear what the office has to say about how they are empowered to drive a crucial vision in their stores. So without further ado, we go there now. All right, everybody. Hey, welcome to the special edition of the Driving Vision Future of Zag Today podcast. With us today, Lindsay Latsko. I almost forgot my name. <laughs> yes, I'm so sorry. It's, be here. it's so crazy. Like when you have to like think of something really fast, it's like, oh, oh sorry. Okay. Of course we know Lindsay. Yes. Thank, thank you, you for being back. Thank you thank for you. continuing to co-host the podcast and being close to the mic. Happy to be here. Thank you again. Also with us today, Margie Mueller, Assistant Office Manager at the Ziegler Auto Group, Hoffman Estates, Mercedes-Benz. Wonderful. That is Welcome. <laughs> Chrissy, uh, Assistant Office Manager. Yes. Welcome. Diane Johnson, Hello. Office Manager. Welcome. Welcome so, here. So, Lindsay, can you think of a time when we've actually had just the office crew on the podcast? No, never. I don't think we have. I don't think and in so. fact, by the way, for those that are watching this by video, I feel a little bit like I'm the odd person out. It's finally table it's good. It's good. <laughs> this is great. Outnumbered. I know what's happening. I feel like I should like kind of recede into the uh, into the distance. So <laughs> this is awesome. And by the way, when I think about Mercedes Benz Hoffman Estates, well, you said it best, Lindsay. What what do you think of? A well-oiled machine. I mean, the minute I walked in here, everybody knew exactly what they were doing and where they were going. And I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know where anything was set up. And they're like, yep, right over here. I mean, four different people right away. And as I was just talking to Diane, I said, wow, one car moves out, another one's right behind it, ready to go. And it's a well-oiled machine. She goes, yep, we are you know, so confident and so proud of that. Diane, where does that come from? It's actually the culture here. Like we came from such a different lifestyle where we came, like from the store we came from and to be in an organ organization that wants to work together, that wants the best for each other, that we thrive off each other's success amazing environment to be in and everyone here treats each other like they're family it's not like we're co-workers it's not like we come here from eight to five every day it extends way past that you want to be here we absolutely want to be and here. in fact when you go upstairs so Lindsay and i are here often for the driving social call mm -hmm. we are uh, a little crazy up there 
You're nuts. Fine. It's fine. Lisa, we how are would you fun. describe it upstairs? It's fine. You walk in and I mean, I think we were here last time on Valentine's Day, so there was like cookies and cupcakes and balloons and all kinds of fun stuff going on. And if there's not an occasion where there's food, obviously, <laughs> it's a bad day. <laughs> no. So you know what it makes me think of is it makes me think of, have you seen The Office with Michael Scott? Who's the party planner? Well, I might have a little bit to do with that. I like to get people riled up and have competitive. Like we actually had a Christmas competition with Orland Park. I see. know. We won, of course. The cheetah, we call her the cheetah upstairs. We love to dress her up in every outfit that we can. So when we get to have her, we love her. Uh, <laughs> Chrissy took her for fireworks and we drive her around. Sorry, we do call her her. <laughs> Just everything. The food drive. If we're not challenging infinity, we're challenging somebody else to, no one's going to beat us on that. I'm just going to throw that out there. Oh, my job. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. What, why is that important to backing up? That has nothing to do with selling cars. Absolutely. The food nothing. drive doesn't. Decorating upstairs, having a competition with another store. Why is that so important? And yet it is important. Why is and it, it important? And it gets everyone's morale up. Even people who come up from downstairs, they want to be a part of it. They want to vote for the best cubicle. They want to, yes. you know, they want to have a snack, of course. It's just, an, it's an enjoyable environment to come up to. You sense that, Lindsay, don't you? Absolutely. When you walk into the dealership or upstairs, yeah. Yeah. You had to overcome massive adversity this past year to achieve and accomplish this big recognition from Mercedes-Benz, the best of the best award. What's an example of some of that adversity from the office perspective, right? The store could not function. We mentioned selling a car. Lindsay, how many cars would we sell if it weren't for an office? Or a BBC? Zero. <laughs> Zero, like right. it's impossible. You wouldn't be able to register it. The deal wouldn't get funded. Like there'd be a, a drawer full of paperwork somewhere that would just be a disaster. And there right. are stores that have run into that. What's some adversity you've dealt with as a store or an office organization to achieve this result? So the biggest thing I remember all the time is the offices doesn't make the money. Their office is non-money making, like you hear over and over and over again. Okay. And finally, you get like defeated by that, right? Yeah. But then I've never worked in an office or a dealership that says if it wasn't for the office, like we're acknowledged every time, every Every cheetah lunch, every time we accomplish something, every time we get an award, we're always acknowledged and we're always made to feel like we have a huge part in what happens here. That to me is like the best feeling and to spread that within my team and my girls, it makes them want to come to work every day. So Chrissy, does that give you a sense of ownership behind oh. the result? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we feel like we're part of the team. We're part of the success. You know, when they win an award, it's not like, oh, it's just sales or just service. We right. always feel like we're a part of that success. And, you know, it's great. You know, it's a family. It's a team. You know, it feels real good. You make a difference and you have a voice. Yeah. I'm going to make you pick up the microphone, though. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Christine. Christine. Oh, me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's, <laughs> That's okay. okay. Yeah. So uh, Margie, what's an example of a time when, how are you making a difference as it relates to the team's goal? Well, I'm relatively new in my role. Yeah. I just started at the beginning of the year and what brought me back to, to Ziegler and Mercedes in particular was the group, the culture. Yeah. I miss that and I believe that together we're so much better than just one person yes. being an individual and I think that's what this dealership shows Mike, you know, for the whole, from top to bottom, we need everybody. Yeah. We need everybody to pitch in and we need, you know, to be so successful. It's not just one person. 
person. Yeah. And I think a lot of you know leaders and a lot of people out in the industry, it's they're taking you know like look at me, look at me, look at what I've done, yeah. instead of look at what my team has done. And that's it's like instilled in us here. Um, and I think it's Ziggler all together. It's yeah. you know, like they offer the leadership and they. You know, and, I, and, and I think that's a huge difference for us in the in the leap in the office. We we feel like we're part of something like that. That you know, and sometimes we have to hold people accountable for yeah. things, and that's not the easiest thing. Like, yeah. You don't want to hear what we have to say sometimes. Yeah. I know Diane. <laughs> Diane has that daily, <laughs> but it's something that you know, like it makes us proud because we are accountable for what we do, and we're proud of it. So you left for a while. And then oh, you came back. Our heart. Our heart. <laughs> so that's an interesting theme that kind of recurs, right? Sometimes we have a good thing and it's tough to know it's a good thing until we've had the freedom to test that, right? Absolutely. So uh, what brought you back? Like, what was that moment in your mind, <laughs> that minute? You're going to, well, I missed my people. Yeah. I missed my people on the team up, upstairs. But part of it, and this is going to sound silly, was I'd see Ziggler stuff on TikTok, no. on Facebook. Yes. So I'd be yes. like, Sam, I, Sam is there. <laughs> he's telling, you know, he's saying all these great things. And I think it's the culture of Ziggler. It's not just a company. It's not no. here. We're not here to just make money. We're here to make the employees and the people that are you know, making the money feel like they're part of something bigger than just making a paycheck. Yeah. And I think that, you know, to me, as silly as it sounds, that's kind of the draw that came back, that I missed my people, what I was doing wasn't fulfilling to me, and I, I was excited to, to test this. This is you know, out of my comfort zone. And Yeah. It's interesting because uh, it's tough to, to see what a family this is until you've had the experience somewhere else, and you're kind of tied to a desk, and you're just asked to do a job. And you check a bunch of boxes and you go home and you leave it there. Or you don't have support. And that was part of my issue. Yep. I was home, yeah. working remote. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have the support that I needed. I needed you know, I needed people. And I didn't realize that yeah. <laughs> until I left. It's interesting. We've been talking for a while now about how part of our mission statement is to deliver the, our family, delivering your family, the ultimate automotive experience. That's, a, that's for our employees as well. Right? It's not just to that retail customer. We take care of each other. We're better, we're stronger, we're healthier. We're in a better spot to do that. And for us, the people we are accountable to are the employees. Yeah. You know, we're accountable Your to customer the, is the employee. The, exactly. Yeah. The parts department, the service department, the sales department, the finance department. Those are our customers. Yeah. And we want to make their experience good with us yeah. so they'll work with us. Yeah. And I think that's that's important, you know, to keep that line of communication going. And like Diane said earlier, you know, we are a fine tuned machine. Everybody knows their role yeah. in every department here, and you know who to go to. Yeah. I know you were talking to Dick Barker earlier, and it's like he's, it's like okay, I don't know who to ask this. Dick Barker, <laughs> what what do you, where do you think I should go with this? And he's the connector. He's the go to guy. He's the tie that yeah. binds for, sure. so, yeah. for sure. I think that that's. It's instilled in this dealership in particular. Yeah. What was it like, Diane, the day you got the phone call from Martin saying, hey, I want to come back? 
oh my gosh i was actually i had covid actually and i was like cheryl was involved too and she's like we need to have a you know a little zoom call meeting or whatever i'm like i can't do it like and i was so quiet like i it's not like i was unhappy about it but i was like me and Chrissy were like, this is a struggle without her. And she was not gone that long, yeah. but we're like, oh my gosh, I wish she would come back. I wish she would come back. I wish she would come back. And then yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's coming back. Like everybody was, was thrilled. So I have a question. You can learn the lesson that, hey, this is a good family and it's a strong culture and it's a place worthy and worthwhile of our time in pursuit of this mission. Some people have to leave and come back to, to learn that. Do you have any advice for anybody thinking about leaving that you might save them the pain, the, the heartache, the tears of, of like having to go through that cycle? And like, how can you get an appreciation for what we have and the uniqueness of it and really kind of give up that and just engage and be part of it, right? I think it, it takes, you have to look inside yourself and see what's important to you. Yeah. What's important to me is outside these walls. You know, yeah. my family is, it's the most important. Yeah. I want to spend quality time with them. I consider myself, you know, kind of shy, kind of reserved. But with with my my family upstairs, I'm not. I'm, yeah. I'm someone different than you know. People are like, you're not that really, you're not really not that shy. You talk to everybody, and I think you know when I get nervous, I do talk more. Yeah. But I, I think look inside yourself and see what's important to you. Because no matter where you're going to go, there's going to be things that are frustrating. Yeah. You know, are there days that are frustrating? Yes, we can all tell you that. I'm sure you guys have had days. But that's normal. That's life. And from those days, you grow and you become. You, you learn how to deal with those stressors yeah. easier. Um, I think for me, it was. I just I miss that connection. And I think Mercedes Ziegler, you know, Mike. All the leaders here, all the team people, you know, all the employees here. I missed that, that camaraderie. I missed that. And so you have to weigh that into your decision. You yep. have to like, you know, the grass isn't always green elsewhere. Yep. And people need to come um, come to that decision to, you know, like see how much we do offer. Yeah. We appreciate you sharing that experience with us. I know it's personal, and but it does make a difference for people to be able to hear it because we hear it a lot. And sometimes actually there isn't a path back, right? Sometimes when you're gone, you're gone and, and you've got to kind of move on. But it's exciting when people just stay and contribute to the culture. But it's exciting too to hear experiences when you know when, when people come back. So Chrissy, what's something that people don't understand about being up in the office? What's something that's misunderstood in the office world? Um, well, I don't think they understand how much paperwork and how much we really go through. I think they come up and they see our snacks and our decorations. It's like, oh, you guys have a great time. Yeah. You know, and we do, but we also get a lot of work done. Yeah. And, you know, and I do, I don't feel that there's a lack of respect for that in this dealership at all. They, you know, I have felt that way in the past, um, but I, I don't, I feel like there's a lot of respect for what we do in the office, but, you know, sometimes they're like, hey, so there's a party upstairs, must be nice, you know? <laughs> yeah. And is it nice, Diane? Uh, sometimes, sometimes it's a little much, but yeah. <laughs> sometimes I'm like, back to work, you know, <laughs> we've had our fun for now, but back to work, there's a lot to do. But, but it is true that like, the what we do every single day in the office sometimes isn't fully appreciated, right? Is there anything to our podcast listening audience you could tell folks about that maybe they just don't understand that would help but make it more transparent? So the thing I'm thinking about, 
maybe I'm not asking this well. We have a member of the FNI performance group from the office team at Orland Park. And it's been, I think, eye-opening to her to see kind of what FNI does on a daily basis, right. right? There's greater empathy and understanding and whatnot. Is there anything you'd like for Team Ziggler as a whole, sales, GMs, fixed ops, to understand about what goes on daily in the office? I've tried to, you know, get the undercover boss thing and, yes. you know, come sit with us for the day or sit in my seat. Nobody yeah. wants to come sit in my office and yeah. I don't understand why. <laughs> I keep trying. Lindsay, are you up for that? Will you I, do that? I actually did that as a recruiter seven years ago. I sat with, uh, the filler or license and title at Chrysler and for the whole day. Mm-hmm. And I was like amazed at everything they did yeah. and, and like calculating commissions and double checking this and that. I mean, yeah. you guys are, Adding all the I's and crossing all the T's for everybody else. Yeah, and you much. have to be a multitasker. You have to be able to start one thing and stop it and go back and go for another thing. And so. Yeah, I tell Dan Chide a lot. Like, I've worked with auto dealer groups all across the country. No one, I've never seen a two point store close the month. Yeah. So that was a big panic attack That's for me when, when we came over <laughs> here because we had a 10 day close where we came from. I'm like, there is no possible way. I don't know what people are doing over there like yeah. there's no way that that's going to happen how but, do you do that but that's where that's where my team as a fine oil machine comes in yeah. everyone knows their expectations they know their deadlines they know what needs to be done when it needs to be done and we get it done by two two o'clock like it's not a day it's like we're done by two o'clock in this these three rooftops we know exactly how to make it happen we have emails going back with mike and bill we're done with this okay do this so like we have constant communication with uh, and those two are the most engaged manager or GMs, vice presidents. I've never met someone so engaged and in, in, in tune with their stores, Mike and Bill. They're amazing. That's awesome. Okay. What's one thing that most people on Team Ziggler don't know about you guys? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm a big talker, so everybody knows a lot about me. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a quiet person, so they share everything. I used to be a really good bowler. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> I was. Were you on a team? Were I was on, a, on a travel team in high school <laughs> that like went around to like, I don't know, we went to like 12 different, like, I don't know, but wow. it, was, it was like me and like one other girl and everybody else was a, was a boy at the time, I yeah. guess, or a man, whatever. But I was like, oh my gosh, I can hang with the boys. Like, this is pretty cool. Wait, I'm, so I'm a I, bowler. Like, what is that? Lindsay, do you bowl? Uh, no. Am I hearing like a Ziggler bowling? Uh, oh yeah, bowling? for like, sure. Uh, I would, I would try. You know what though? I'm like, this is my year of fifty this year, and my bones are brittle. <laughs> like, I don't know if I can do that anymore. <laughs> is bowling rough on bones? It I think is, so. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Especially if you drop the bowling ball. Yeah. I would yeah. Drop You'll break your butt. Yeah. <laughs> Chrissy, something nobody knows about you. I would say, when I was younger. Um, in fact, when I started my career, when I knew Diane, I was a dancer and I actually tried out for the Lovables oh, back wow. in my first, the, probably my second year working with you. I, you're going to bowl and I'm going to, you're going to dance and I'm going to bowl. <laughs> well, I did not make the Lovables because I didn't make it past the speaking round, <laughs> okay. but I had a lot of fun. And What's I, yeah. the Lovables? I don't know what The Bulls dancers, the Bulls, the Bulls prom team. Oh, the Chicago Bulls. The oh, Chicago oh, Bulls, the Lovables. Yeah. I didn't hear that. Yeah. <laughs> so how, what year was that? Um, that was probably 98. 
Okay. Yeah, so I, uh, Michael Jordan might have been part of the team. Yes, back yes, Scottie yeah. And yeah. That's a pretty famous Bulls team. Yeah, it was a pretty cool audition, but. Were you like close? We're glad um, you didn't make it. <laughs> I am so glad she didn't make it. <laughs> um, I did well, but the, the speaking part and the questions didn't go so good. Okay. So, what was the question they asked you that got you tripped up? If you could go to dinner tonight with anyone, excluding your parents, Ooh. dead or alive, who would it be with and why? Who'd you say? I don't want to say. <laughs> in my head, I kept going, Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson. But in, I really didn't want to go with either of them. Yeah. So I eventually said my grandfather, which was the same as my parents. Yeah. Because that was actually true. Yeah. Why oh. <laughs> yeah. did I say Michael Jackson? That's interesting. I don't, it was sense. just in my head. Okay. It just kept, that's the only <laughs> names the that were there. Yeah, yeah. It, was it was terrible. All right, Margie, some, something that most people don't know. Oh, I got one. But I know it. <laughs> is that the? Is that what I shared earlier? Yeah. So when I was about 25, um, I had the opportunity to fly a uh, small plane over uh, McKinley up in Alaska. Oh wow! Um, and it, it's just it's something that's always stuck with me. It's one of the coolest experiences I've ever had, and I would love to, you know, in the future, probably like take like a class, like a pilot's class. Or something. Yeah. Amazing. How long ago was this? 95. So have you taken that class yet? Because oh, no. I'm here to tell you, you know where we're going with this. If, if you're going to say, hey, I want to take a pilot's class, and I, I got that desire back in the 90s, is it in the cards now? Yes. 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 So how are we going to support you? See how we, see how we get yes. them to just do We have a big influence yeah. on everybody in the office. If they're like, no, we're like, yes, yes, yes. Do not no, crash, I think though, that... if you do that. Oh, no. Do no, not do live... it on the first or second day of the month. Definitely yeah. not. I live right by the airport, like right by a small airport. So I'm like, oh, I could probably. You could. You yeah, should. On Saturday mornings, I can hear them flying by. And... Lindsay, have you ever wanted to fly? No. I think Joe <laughs> could take us all up. Yeah. Joe St. Germain, he's got his pilot's license. Oh, that's right. He's got Mr. Airplane. Spooner has his yes. now, too, here, our yes. finance oh, manager. Yep. I, would not, his. I don't I think I'd go for it. Yeah, I don't know about a small plane thing. Yeah, we can't. And by the way, if there is a plane, we can't allow too many members of Team Hoffman Estates per se. No, 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 we cannot. The last thing we need is like everybody to go down and like how would you how would you how would you no 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 that's not allowed lindsay's, lindsay's like why are you bringing that up okay <laughs> last topic lindsay latsko later on this month or next month is leading a jim craig call what do y'all think about that a girl that's that awesome. a girl thank you awesome yeah. in so, april so how did that come about lindsay <laughs> funny um i think there was a little challenge to see what yes girl wanted yes to do i it. mean they they threw it out there for a female to step up and run the call. Um, I'm personally and usually pretty terrified of the Jim Craig calls. It's a very intimidating group on them. It is kind of intimidating. It is. I mean, just to be with all your peers, I rarely speak up and I thought, you know what, this is a great time to just conquer it all and do the whole thing. So I'm going all in. Awesome. So April 19th. Have you had any prep yeah. sessions yet? Not yet. Uh, okay. I think uh, first week of April. Okay. What's your topic? It is our inner circle. Inner circle. Yeah. Okay. Which I'm who very you, excited. Who do you count as part of your inner circle? <laughs> you don't um, have to. No you can say I declined to answer. Yeah, I declined to answer. Okay. Right that's I'm going right. to save it for the call. All right. Okay. So you will bring it up in the call. So yeah. that's actually an advertisement for the call if you want to yeah. know who's Lindsay's uh, inner circle is. So 
sitting here with this elite team from Mercedes-Benz Hoffman oh Estates, do you have any challenge you want to issue to the team as far as the next call? Yes, I challenge oh. one of you three. I have two challenges to speak up on the April 19th call. Okay. I can do that. Okay. And then to nominate yourself to lead. I cannot do that. Yes, you can. <laughs> you can do it. Well, I'll, let, I'll let you know after I do it. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see how this goes. Therapy therapy <laughs> baby yeah. steps, Diane, baby steps. So why is it important to have a voice like that? So by speaking up on a call right. like that, you are, ha Jim Craig talks about you're, you're having a voice. You're having an input in the conversation in the group. You're part of the leadership direction cheryl has done it she's led a call i'm she trying to think arise led a call cheryl did a, a workshop and she's done a workshop yeah. she did a great job she she's amazing so why is it important for women to have a voice in that setting well i think you know what this is obviously a very male dominant industry and no shocking <laughs> i mean it's the first time we've had all women at the table yeah um <laughs> but uh and you know i think it's just important we have a lot of really great uh leaders that are females and i think it's important for us to voice because we make such a huge impact at the store level at a auto group level every day at the stores and i think um shining light on the empowered women that we have in place is really important if i can touch base on that i since i've been here we opened january 2020 i before i've been in the car business it'll be 29 years this may never ever felt like i had a voice never could make a decision, never could, was empowered to do anything. Coming here and working with this fabulous group of people within these three rooftops and this organization in a whole, Araya, Cheryl, everybody, like coaching you to be able to do that. I told Cheryl, I'm like, I don't know how to do that. She's like, we will get you there. We will train you. Like, and even Mike, pat yourself on the shoulder, Diane. Like they give you the power and the worth that you are to be able to make those decisions and, and speak speak up and so, it's awesome I, I should point out too i had some really great um leaders in the group empower me to and encourage me to not volunteer and not make myself too which is awesome to hear and it sounds like you get the same too yeah. so which is great yeah any other thoughts on that <laughs> girls, speak up, girls. Yeah, I, well, well, it I gives think. you confidence. It gives you and, yeah. and I think I'm a lot like it's like you rip the bandaid off. It's like you're like I can't do this. I can't do this. Oh, I'm terrified. Even coming down here, it's like I don't want to come down there. I don't speak in public. I don't. I don't. I'm not good on the spot. I'm like you have to overcome that. You know, okay, I can do this. Mm -hmm. I can do this, and just have confidence in yourself and that you can do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So what's the next one? I want to do another one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so open and open topic. So what you said is when someone does it, it provides permission for others to follow. Have you felt empowered by following other people's examples? Who are those, who are those people? You've named someone. That's for sure. Even on a personal level, like, I mean, with Araya, she will text me on the weekend, for, you know, check in on me. And awesome. she bought me a Christmas present. I was going through some things with my daughter and her health and just, just having, I didn't know her from anyone in this dealership. You know, she comes for training. Yeah. She like took me in as her friend and her, you know, now we have this connection. Awesome. Cheryl, I mean, same with Cheryl. She, she's like, I'm talking to you as a friend, Diane. I'm not talking to you as a teammate. I'm not talking to you. Like everyone talks to you as, as you're their friend. And with Chrissy, we've worked together now for years I think and over those years I mean she's followed me through the office clearly she's my right hand 
person, girl, she's my girl. Like, I don't know what I would do without her, but we have a friendship and then we have a work relationship. And sometimes we, once I think we, we crossed the friendship work line and we had a little blowout, but Micah, we freaked Mike out. He's like, whoa, what's happening in here? But, but we, you have to learn to hold that back and your team feels that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And all we want from our team is to feel, you know, good when they come to work every day. Right now, we've just gone through everything to give everyone a growth pattern. We want everyone to grow, whether it be in our store, grow into another store. Um, Mike has huge, you know, growth for these rooftops, let alone anything else that comes our way. So we want to be, be prepared for anything that he throws our way. Change. Do you like it or no? Definitely not too so, much. <laughs> so 23 is going to bring change, right? One of the things, one of the themes we've heard is training to change hungry for change, you know, whether it's like digital retailing and learning to deliver better over the, the internet or whether it's learning to have better processes uh, to a lesser effect is the one place becomes more competitive or advocating for a position. How do you best adapt to change, Diana? How do, how do you push yourself into change? I've never been real good with change. Like I said, I stayed in the same if it wasn't for coming here, I would still be where I where I was at. I could not rip off that Band-Aid. I felt like I was not, we've said before, we weren't comfortable in our own shoes. Yeah. We didn't feel confident that we could go anywhere else and do what we're doing. Yeah. And so I came here not knowing how to be an office manager. I'm like, I'm a what? Like, I don't know how to do that. But I took it, I ran with it, and I throw anything else my way now because I, we are all capable of doing bigger and better things all the time. So I'll tell you, looking at that award on the table, that award would not be here if it weren't for your efforts. Like it just wouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. And so part of the genius of leadership of this store, Mike and others, is empowering you to have voices to make, to do your job in a way that makes a difference and changes the world. You change the world. There was a story we heard today about a customer that got a dash in Texas, and it was a part that was obsolete. They went and found the part, they bought the part, they installed the part. It's crazy because that part, nothing would happen with that part were it not for the office dotting eyes crossing t-shirt. They have the support where change isn't as scary too because they know they have their other team members to lean on and that are going to be there for them. Yeah. Well, for what you do, thank you. It's incredible. Thank you. Super grateful, Chrissy, that you are not a Chicago Bull. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And that too. you are part of Team Ziggler. And in, in each of our world, that if you've had experiences, you've come back, but you're here. And, you know, again, props for the ability of this office and offices across the entire Ziggler Auto Group to do what you do on a monthly basis to close the month as fast as you do to work and execute on a vision first set by Aaron, then by Dan, um, and then executed by you. Uh, who wins the, the is there going to be a uh, 4th of July competition this year? Yeah, sure. Okay, Please. who's going to win it? We're throwing it out there. 4th of July decoration. <laughs> I'm, I'm not betting. Dick Barker may or may not be in the background saying it's going to happen. Um, we, we do like to dress up Dick Barker, too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you should send those in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those pictures may or may not be in the show notes, so make sure you yeah. check out the show notes. The lady's looking, I'm not sure. very good for the year-end party. Uh, so everybody oh, yeah. thinks... <laughs> That's right. There you go. Yeah. All right. Lindsay, last word. No, thank you for all you do. And, you know, the office, again, is just so key to everything we do every day. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks to the entire office team, even those we didn't interview at Mercedes-Benz Hoffman Estates, for contributing to this week's episode. More on their award 
next week. Until then, how are you driving vision today? Today.